All right, guys, today we are talking about the do's and don'ts when talking to a combat veteran. I think this is a great topic because I really don't ever remember anyone talking about it, honestly. You know, I mean, you get some stand-up comedians up there talking about it what, sometimes and everything, but you really don't find anybody with more of an instructional guideline. Because if you're not a veteran... Um, and when I say veteran, uh, let's just for the purpose of this entire podcast, talk about an actual combat veteran. Okay. Not just a veteran that somebody served in the military, but somebody who's actually seen combat. When you're talking to them, there's, you know, do's and don'ts of things that you can say, but there are specific things you say that are actually doing the opposite of what you're trying to do. I mean, you're essentially trying to relate to the veteran. That is what anyone is trying to do in a small talk type of conversation. Now, bear in mind, there's a whole different set of rules when drinking, but we'll get to that. First, let's go over things that we really don't like to hear. Okay? We do not care why you did not join the military. If I have to listen to a 30-minute sob story of how they wouldn't let you join, the odds are I'm not talking to you for the rest of the night. Because in reality, I don't give a shit. All you are doing is wasting my time. You see, I don't believe your story, even if it is true. Because I've already heard it 1,000 times from 1,000 other people. And you fail to grasp that I don't care, even if it is true. It's a non-starter, dude. Okay? I joined the military. You didn't. I had my reasons for joining. You had your reasons for not joining. It doesn't matter why I did, and it doesn't matter why you didn't. And if you're going to sit there and tell me it's because you had your ear pierced and you were waiting for it to get closed up, or you had a tattoo, or you were overweight and you got underweight, but then they didn't have your billet, or a million other things that I've heard, it doesn't really matter to me, okay? That's in the past. We're here in the present. I don't care. Nobody else cares either. So don't worry about trying to make yourself feel better by letting me know that you feel me and you would have been in the same position had things worked out differently because it, it just, we don't care at all. And to go along with that, do not tell me what you would do in combat. See, here's what people who have been in actual combat know. Nobody, nobody at all, knows what they would do in actual combat. Until it happens, it is impossible to tell. Some of the most gung-ho people you've ever seen piss their pants and cower. Some of the nicest, most quiet people become crazed killing machines. And there's everything in between. You don't know how somebody's going to react until the bullets start flying. Okay? Nobody does. So don't regale us with your fictitious imaginary battle lust. You don't have a clue. Now, those are two things to talk about that will shut us down. I mean, you say, I was going to join the military, or, you know, if I was in combat, that's just two sentences you don't ever need to say or finish. Okay? Doesn't matter. It's a shitty conversation that we don't even want to have. Now, don't try and relate to us about some experience either. 
if you got in a fight and someone pulled a knife or if you were mugged or if you were shot at once by an old man, unless you were in an actual gunfight, shut the hell up. Okay. It's not the same thing. Yes, your adrenaline peaked. Yes, your life was in danger. It's still not the same thing. We're not going to relate to that because it's unrelatable. So let's move on. Here's one I love. How many confirmed kills do you have? Okay, this is important, folks. In order to have a confirmed kill, you have to shoot someone. While someone else is watching, you shoot them. It can't be confirmed if anyone else could possibly be shooting at the same person. And you have to check that he's dead, and both you and the person who saw it have to file it in a report. Okay? So unless you're a sniper, the odds are that in reality you have zero. I repeat, zero confirmed kills. This doesn't hold water for special ops because they have to turn in detailed reports of incidents, right? So, kind of, not for them. But if you're just the boots on the ground, you probably don't have kills recorded in your file. You could have opened up with a 50 cal on an invading force and killed 50 people. But that probably won't be in your file. It's not going to say 50 confirmed kills. I mean, you, you, you understand how hard it is to get one, right? I mean, if you've got six people on a roof and there's three people charging at you and all six of you are shooting at those three people, nobody really knows who killed them. Now, you know, you saw your bullet hit the person right after you pulled the trigger and then fall. You know, but with somebody else not shooting and watching you and going, okay, you're aiming at the one in the middle. Go ahead, fire, boom. Oh, okay, you got him. You shot everybody else. Nobody was shooting right then. And I saw you hit him. Let's go down there and check him. And then adding that to the report. It's just one of those things that people don't understand. Um, you could have killed a thousand people and never got a confirmed kill. So if a person throws a big number out there of confirmed kills, then they are probably full of shit. Probably. Because it's a, it's a crazy process to get those. Here's another thing. Don't ask what it's like to kill people either. It's a screwed up question and everybody feels a little different about it. And the actual answer is, I promise you, far less fascinating than you think. Okay? It's different for everyone. Everybody has different experiences with killing someone. Some people feel elated. Some people feel horrible. Some people feel nothing. But no matter what they feel, it's not going to be something that they really want to talk about. Um, don't know if you've noticed, but combat veterans aren't usually big on expressing their feelings. So just stay away from that question. There's no reason to really answer it anyways. Or ask it, sorry. All right. When you ask about war stories from someone who is actually has their combat action ribbon, then you will probably get true stories. True stories that might be embellished a little, but they will not be the John Wick type action sequences you are thirsty for. But they are important to us. So if you don't find the media-driven persona gratitude you're looking for, then just smile and say nothing. Because if you say something like, that's your best story, or... That doesn't sound that exciting. You cheapen something that costs the lives of people we loved. 
it's true stories are never as good as something that we could make up, you know. Uh, here's a good one from me. Uh, one time we were sitting in an alley and an RPG got shot at us and it went over my head, right over the top of my head, and then went right over the top of my gunner Johnny's head and then came down, bounced on the ground, went right in between Silver's legs and hit a wall next to us. And the guy forgot to arm the grenade, so it just slammed into the wall and was done. Nobody got hurt. Nobody blew up. When I tell that story, people are like, huh, that's, that's cool. Because it's not, oh, yeah, I was, uh... Now, this is what I could say. So, one time this guy shot an RPG, and it was coming over my head, and I hit it with the butt of my rifle. Uh, and it, it, it deflected it up to the roof, and it blew up, and it showered us, and then we... we all shot at the guy. The truth is we lost the guy. We never even, uh, never even got the guy who shot the RPG at us. And that's a true story. See, you could embellish it a lot to make it sound cooler, but let me tell you something right now. You do not want to call that story shit because I'm going to take offense because you weren't there. You don't know what it's like to have a rocket shot at your head. It's a, uh, it's a pretty cool experience, you know? But like I'm saying, it cheapens it if you say something about our stories. Okay? If they're true. Now, anyone who has tried to deal with a high-stress life and death situation is going to deal with it in an extreme way. The flip side to that is that as far as we go with our professionalism, we revert to a great deal of immaturity when not faced with those things. So if you're going to listen to our other stories that don't involve combat, then understand that the same person who carried a wounded comrade on their back through a minefield also rode a bull in Mexico while being naked and in public. That is who we are. You can't understand it until you lived it, so don't try and pick it apart or psychoanalyze it. It's a very... Weird thing seeing some people sometimes when they listen to your war stories and then they listen to a story of one night when you were out in town in Okinawa, Japan, you know, and they're like, oh, what you did? What? Why would you do that? I just don't see it. The same person who did this doing that. Well, trust me, that whole work hard, play harder kind of thing. We take that very seriously. Every soldier, marine, done some stupid, stupid shit, okay, and that is just who we are, you know, there are times when we get dark, real black, so we keep it especially light when we're not there, if we do get dark, just leave it alone, don't push for more, because we aren't there with you anymore, we're back in the sand, Right. If we go dark, if we go black, leave us alone. You don't want to hear anything we're about to say. Now, moving on to if we're drinking. If we're happy and drinking, say and ask whatever the hell you want. Having a good time, good party, getting a good buzz on, living it up. Probably not going to take offense to hardly anything. That's just who we are. I mean, come over and 
purposely try and pick a fight, sure, but you know, mostly whatever questions you ask, it's not going to matter. We'll just answer them. Uh, especially if we're happy and drinking, we'll answer them honestly, and you know, could be some weird ass answers, but it is what it is. If we're drinking and quiet, just don't say anything to us. That's the simplest way to put it. Drinking and brooding and staring off into nothing, got that thousand yard stare going on. Don't, don't, don't make light. Don't joke. It's just better off left alone. When we get in our heads, it's better just to stay there until we get out of them. Somebody trying to push us out of our heads, not going to work well for either party. Okay, in short, it's a complex web of crazy shit running through our minds at all times. So if you don't understand it, don't worry about it. Neither do we. That's all I got. So if you think of something else that I should have added to it or something, I could do another repost or edit it or whatever. Just uh, email me at insurgotacticalfitness at yahoo.com or DM me on Facebook or Instagram at insurgotacticalfitness. Either way, I will catch you later, guys. Stay frosty.